Hello and welcome to the Six Ways from Sunday podcast. This show is all about providing some spiritual nourishment and encouragement, maybe some inspiration through real personal stories and casual conversations over a cup of coffee about the deep, meaningful and difficult questions about being human. So this week on the show, I've got Reverend Robin King coming in and we sat down and had a great conversation about the season of Advent that we're just about to launch into here. And I find that this time of year, uh, for me, I always have a, a moment where I look out the window and see the snow, or maybe I'm looking at the Christmas lights or the, the Christmas tree in the living room and, and have this aha moment of like, holy crap, I can't believe that Christmas is this soon. How did we already get into this season again? It seems like just, you know, a few weeks ago, it was summer and the fall just kind of slides into winter and all of a sudden you're putting up decorations and getting into the holiday mode and ordering stuff on Amazon and Christmas shopping and making plans for the holiday seasons. And if you've got kids, especially, it just, it gets really busy and all of a sudden it's Christmas. So I think it's great that uh, this week, Robin and I took some time to just spend some time talking about and thinking about what Advent means and how we prepare each year for that season. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I wish you a wonderful and happy and hope, peace, joy, and love filled Advent this year. And if you've got some thoughts that you'd like to share about what Advent means to you, we would love to hear from you. And you can do that on the Six Ways from Sunday Facebook page or get in touch with us through the risingspiritministry.com website. Here is my conversation with Robin. Welcome back to the podcast, Robin. Hey, Ben. Thanks for joining me for coffee today. Thank you. So what's what's Advent? Something's coming, right? Is, sure. is that kind of what it means? Yeah. That uh, pre- pre- yeah. preparation for something that's for the arrival? Well, I'm glad you used the word preparation. Um, it, yeah. So here's the thing about Advent, right? Um, Advent starts on the first Sunday, like four Sundays before Christmas, right? Except it doesn't, as you know. Because I bet you have an advent calendar where you get a chocolate a day. It starts on December the 1st. Mm-hmm. Right? Obviously. Obviously. Or you might have, you know, one of those beer calendars or there's cheese calendars now. Or an elf um, on the shelf. Uh, um, that comes sure. To... That's not really particularly calendar oriented, is it? Well, it's... it's. I don't know how those things work. They're too creepy for to, me. It's uh, supposed to start December 1st and go till Christmas. So it's kind oh, of okay. similar in that way. Okay. And every day something happens. Well, and see, there's the thing that's wrong with that. Uh, <laughs> Is okay. So, and and that's a that's the thing, right? The the church year starts. Advent one is literally New Year's Day in the church, right? The church year starts with Advent. Um, so, that's four Sundays prior to the twenty fifth of December. That's not always, and this is what's really weird this year is that that's not always the first of December, except it is this year. It so December the first on. happens to be the first oh. Sunday of Advent this year. Um, but when you get one of those calendars, right? Um, and and they're they're great. Don't get me wrong. Advent calendars are great. I had a Lego one last year. Ooh, where you, cool. Every day you get a little thing to put together, little Lego pieces. Um, but they count down. They count down the days to Christmas. So you get twenty four things, and some of them have a twenty fifth one for Christmas Day, or some of them end on Christmas Eve. Um, but you count down from the first. Mm-hmm. Not the first Sunday of Advent, but the first Sunday of December. Right, so we adapted it. I personally think we adapted it so we'd get more chocolate, <laughs> um, but we we adapted it to count down days, and then 
with an advent calendar, then advent becomes uh, literally like how many sleeps till Christmas, right? That's what the You're kids counting down the days to Christmas. Where's where's the where's the purposeness? Purposeness? The purposefulness? Purposefulness? Uh, the purpose? Where's the where's the point of advent in that? You're literally counting down days to Christmas, um, and and that's not what Advent is about when it comes to uh, particularly when it comes to things like time, hmm. um, which is why which is why people people are always so disconcerted um, with the first Sunday of Advent in particular. Um, but but you know when you go to church on these Sundays in Advent, you expect to hear the pieces of the Christmas story that lead up to Christmas, right? Yes. So you expect to hear about um, the angel visiting Mary. You expect to hear about... Um, Shepherds. Uh, the, the, yeah, it's, you also expect to hear that, that uh, story about how the angel visits Joseph too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's bits and pieces of the story you expect to hear, and you expect to hear that in advance of uh, Christmas Day. Uh, and instead... Um, this Sunday we have Jesus again, uh, days before he's arrested, um, talking about the end of the world. So the the end of his life, rather than the arrival of, um, of not, Jesus as a not baby. Just, yeah, but not just the end of his life, uh, and, and that's the thing is you might then immediately go to oh this is right before Jesus dies and that's leading towards his arrival. Except that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about how he's going to be back. Hmm. Right, and uh, that's what we always associate with the end times. Right, it's um, eschatology is the the idea that um, Jesus is coming back, and that'll be at the end time, and you know Jesus will come in glory, and blah 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 blah. Yeah. And uh, I guess saying blah 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 just then was pretty disrespectful, wasn't it? Um, but um, the thing about that is that uh, it raises uh, a really important thing about Advent. Uh, two, for me, two really important things about Advent. One is um, Advent isn't about um, just about preparing for the 25th of December 2019. Um, it prepares us for the celebration of the historical event, the birth of Jesus 2019 years ago, give or take. Yeah. Right. Um, it prepares us for finding Jesus in the world today, December 25th, 2019. And also for the fact that Jesus said he'd be back. And there's the tricky one. Well, I can see where it also gets a little bit confusing for folks that maybe aren't super familiar with a church calendar or the way, the order in which we share and study these stories. Because a lot of that that you just said uh, around like leading up to Jesus' arrest and him saying that he's going to be back that sounds like we're in Lent and celebrate, right. getting ready to celebrate Easter. So not only will Jesus be back, but Jesus will be back when there'll be like like apocalyptic stuff happening and all that kind of thing. And then Jesus is going to come, right? Um, so let me ask you, which would you prefer? Would you prefer counting down the days to Christmas with a piece of chocolate? Or would you like me to tell you about how the end is near and Jesus is coming back? <laughs> Right, um, and and so you know it's perfectly understandable that we it's we don't want to talk about that. First of all, we don't want to talk about the apocalypse, right? Especially leading to Christmas. Yeah. Right. Um, but the other thing that people don't it, it, people are just generally now have become back in the day, back in the day, um, 
and by in the day, I mean in the era in which they were like writing the gospels in the earliest days of the church, right? Um, Jesus saying, I'll be back. Um, they were thinking, oh, in my lifetime. Right. Of course. And then he's not. <laughs> and so they have to adapt that a little bit, right? And so it becomes kind of tricky because um, clearly one of the things Jesus says is it's not about, it's not about when. Uh, it's not about predicting the date. It's about being prepared for it happening. Right. Right. And that's the thing where I actually think there is some value in that in terms of uh, Advent. Right. If Advent is supposed to be about preparing, right, and being being prepared, um, not like in the Lion King, but but being being prepared for Jesus, it seems to me that there's some value in being prepared not just for the arrival of Jesus in the past or even in this moment, but in the future, right? It opens us to the idea that um, however we inter understand Jesus and however we, we see Jesus, um, there's a future aspect to that, right? Right. So um, the tricky part then kind of is, I was thinking about just thinking about this this week, is that um, do we see that as a huge cosmic event or would we see that more individually? And, and, and as I was seeing more about it, I was kind of thinking, you know, that's the, one of the troubles we have with that is it's a huge cataclysmic cosmic event, the second coming, right? It's preceded by all this apocalyptic stuff and then Shazam, here's Jesus. And, um, what if it isn't meant to be that huge apocalyptic world event? What if it's meant to be you? Mm. Like as you come towards the end of your life. Um, you know, our bodies are wearing out, our minds are wearing out, stuff's happening, uh, not to mention all the stuff that's happening in the world. Um, and, uh, you know, we've, we've understood that, uh, you know, Jesus has been, that's what we celebrate at Christmas, right? We celebrate Jesus' birth in, back then. Although every other day of the year, we should celebrate being able to see Jesus in each other, right? So mm -hmm. Jesus is here now. And then the idea that uh, as we come towards the end of our life that we will meet Jesus again. I'm doing air quotes. Um, we will meet Jesus again, right? Um, maybe that's the second coming. There's so many ways that it can be interpreted, I think. It's yeah. really interesting to look at how different faith traditions and even different, um, different variations within Christianity will look at this idea of end times or the idea of... Right, uh, second coming. Right. For example, those that uh, lots of people that believe that you, if if the second coming doesn't literally happen during my lifetime, then I'm going to die and I'm going to lay in my grave waiting. I just actually had a conversation with somebody about that. This basically morning. resurrected yeah. and taken yeah. up into glory. You'll be asleep. Yeah. That, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I personally, I don't. I don't. I try not to judge anyone else for having other beliefs, whether it's just other, right. sure. other Christian beliefs or other religions outside of Christianity. Obviously everyone, I, my, everyone my beliefs Jesus probably seem, way, right? exactly. And my yeah. beliefs probably seem crazy to a lot of people. But, um, to me, it's, it's a fairly simplistic, literal interpretation based on our very physical existence right now. And what would seem to make sense for a physical being, um, if, if you want to, uh, to hold on to this story that you are going to see Jesus again in, in the form of flesh. 
And like personally, I just that that's not very relatable for me. I think that yeah. seeing Jesus of Nazareth as a physical man in flesh and bones is not important to me and it doesn't make sense to me. I don't think that's ever going to happen. But um, his being alive, that doesn't make my belief in his being alive any less valid or Mm -hmm. diminished in any way, because I just don't think that it's about our physical flesh and bones. Right. Um, Okay. Uh, And and, uh, I think a... Uh, for some people, an appropriate response to that might well be, except uh, Jesus says there's going to be a physical res- resurrection of the body. Um, and, um, uh, okay, except, again, the person writing the story in which Jesus says that, said that. Um, and in those days, sure, how okay. else could they have understood? I, I'm not it. sure how else I would have understood, been able to understand what you were talking about if you had said it a different way. But this is the 21st century, and we understand things a little bit differently. We understand we have we are more open to the idea that a human being isn't just a physical form, right? It's there's more to it, right? There's mm-hmm. and and uh, um, which is which is again though great people are entitled to understand things how they understand things, but. Just getting back to the whole um, being prepared thing, if um, the idea of meeting Jesus again, the second coming, were less and were thought of less as waiting for Jesus to come to us, and more about patiently waiting for us to come to Jesus, would that hmm. change how you prepare? Because it's not about the prediction of the when, right? I mean, there's all sorts of people. There's, I, I actually look this up, and it's like it's just crazy. If you want some crazy reading, <laughs> um, the number of people who've predicted when the world was going to end, like right, right back to like r- literally right back to the second century, people were predicting the world was going to end, right? Um, and this this prophecy that you know Jesus would return when the world ends, well, it's going to happen a week from Tuesday, um, <laughs> or you know, and dates and and the they. 2012 the, um, Mayan uh, yeah. calendar. Well, that's another and, piece too, right? That yeah. you would interpret that as people interpreted it as the calendar ends in 20, whatever it was, 2018, was it? 2012, I think it was. 2012, whenever it was. People predicted that the, the calendar ended then, therefore the world was going to end. And uh, I'm sure if you were a Mayan, you would probably go, no, we just start another calendar we just ran Um, out of ink yeah we just the (laughs) stone was getting too big we just didn't you know um so it's it's less about predicting the win and more about being prepared and so uh, we've traditionally interpreted that as being prepared uh, um being stay awake Right, because you don't know when Jesus is going to come. Yeah, and there's a really in the the reading for this week actually in Matthew. There's a really weird uh, metaphor there uh, about um, if the homeowner had known the time that the uh, thief was going to break into his house, he wouldn't have let it happen, kind of thing. And I'm I I always wonder about that because I think oh okay, Jesus is going to come like a thief in the night. Sorry that I'm not seeing that as positive. First of all, yeah. Um, and and secondly, if a thief was trying to break in my house, I try and stop them from breaking in. I would not welcome them in. <laughs> like 
how did somebody it's surprising that they didn't think of a better metaphor for the idea that something is going to be unpredictable and right and you can't know when there's another moment where uh, by the way that's jesus who said that so here's another moment where i kind of go wait a minute jesus that was jesus metaphor you sure it wasn't the guy writing down the story maybe came up with that? Or maybe maybe knowing his audience, Jesus thought people would understand that. In any case, I don't get it. Maybe it's maybe Jesus was kind of like, you know, when stand-up comics are on the road and they're kind of working out their jokes and they're, you know, they're they're going to some of these smaller sure, yeah, clubs and they're trying, th- trying things out and sometimes it doesn't land great. Sometimes, and, yeah. yeah. I get to tweak that a little bit. And you just hope nobody's been recording it. Yeah, but then someone was. And then was, somebody uh, was shoot. and it gets out there and you yeah, think, it's oh, all over man, social media. what are people thinking now? I got to explain that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it could, sure. It's it's just that, uh, again, I don't, I don't, I, I don't see that as being a valuable way of understanding it. Because to me, what it says to me, my 21st century head, what it says to me is, um, okay, wait, we're supposed to be prepared. We're supposed to be open to welcoming Jesus into our lives. And the metaphor you're giving me for that is that he's somebody trying to break into my house. So I should open the door, let him in, and let him take all my stuff and leave. Um, Well, there there was also kind of an existing context of... Uh, fear the almighty God, you know, like fear, like fear of God, that you, that, that God's wrath was something to, to fear or that God slash Jesus, that, um, we're all about judgment, we're all about, still is right. So, so in that context, the thief in the night kind of makes sense. Like, Ooh, better be on guard here. You never know when you're going to be kind of, somebody's just, it's like a, an, it's like a nanny cam, you know? You're, you're uh, babysitting someone's kid and yeah. there's a nanny cam that's on and you don't know when the parents are going to be checking their phone to watch to see if you're being a really yeah. good So there's two ways you approach not. that. So be, be alert, be vigilant. Yeah, there's two ways to approach that though. That's, that's a really good, that's, that was, that's a good one. I'm going to have to use that. Um, that's a really good one because then, but then the question becomes, are you being a really good caregiver because you're trying to be a really good caregiver or because you know someone's watching you? And you don't want to be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because that's not the same thing. Motive. And, and, and you might recall that throughout the Bible, including Jesus, but particularly amongst the prophets, um, there are frequently uh, things about how God will write the law on our hearts. Yeah. Right? Or that, that, you know, the thing with Jesus is there's the letter of the law and then there's what's at the heart of the law. Yeah. Um, and we should live to what's at the heart of the law. So if you're somebody who's only behaving the way you're behaving because you think somebody's watching you, that's not really very Jesus-like of you. Well, it's another great example is the the parable of the person um, making a donation uh, and making sure that everyone sees how much mm. the wealthy... Is it the wealthy man that's putting uh, coins in the, the collection box and wants everyone to see how much he put in? I, I think you're maybe mixing your that might be. Uh, your My stories there. Um, there's a story of the woman who gives all she has, yeah, right? But then there's that's in contrast to the man who gave a huge amount, but really it wasn't a lot because he had a lot, but he wanted everyone to know and wanted to see. Sure. There's a story about that somewhere in the There's gospel. always a story, Ben. There's always a story. I'm, I'm getting um, it muddied, but it's in there somewhere. Well, are you though? Um, that's the thing is that that uh, again, you know, here we are. 
here we are at Advent, um, preparing ourselves for Christmas, a story which we tell um, in a very particular way, right? We traditionally tell the story, the Christmas Eve story is, you know, uh, everybody's in it, right? It's like the manger scene, right? Your 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 crash, your nativity scene. The magi are already there. Um, you know, the shepherds are there. Everybody's there. Um, the the baby Jesus looks not hours old so much as like he's three, um, <laughs> and uh, uh, and and it looks so pastoral and lovely and warm and cozy and and peaceful and it probably wasn't. Um, um, but but that's the way we tell that, um, and and we lean into that story with what? Well, the second coming thing. So uh, it, that's it's it's no wonder Advent's such a difficult time for people. You're really switching gears. At There's the a lot of, of switching Advent. gears going on there. And but again, I would come back to listen. If if Advent's uh, understanding Advent's difficult for you. Um, I think the key thing to Advent is is the be prepared thing. It's the reminder that and and f- and for what, um, because those are the questions we ask. Be prepared for what and when and mm. all that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. the answer to the when is I don't know, um, but but that's the answer. That's always the answer to when. And you might I don't know if you've noticed this, but I have a really bad relationship with time. Um, time is usually my enemy. In terms of you're always um, late. I'm I, I'm not always late. I'm mostly al- almost always late. You're punctually challenged. I'm punctually challenged. I'm frequently late for things. But here's here's the thing though is what happens is one of two things, and this is why I say I'm simply um, I'm time impaired. Um, is either I'm late because I'm late. I'm you know I'm just behind. Right. Or I'm late because I was so early. I went and did something else. <laughs> do, do you know what I'm uh, talking yeah, about? Like where thing. you show up for something so early that you think, oh, hey, I've just got time to sneak this yeah, in. The and time. then you're late. Yeah. Right. OK. As opposed to um, you're just simply not really paying attention to the time and you end up being late anyway. Yeah. Right. So I'm I, I I'm kind of time impaired, but I as I think about that in the context of Advent, I think, no, I'm not. I'm simply scheduling impaired. I'm I'm <laughs> efficiency. Do, impaired. do you know what I mean? I I mean like like okay. So and it's like the it's like the counting down the days to Christmas thing. Do you count down from the first of December or the first Sunday of Advent? Um, do you? Does it really matter that you're counting down the days to a definitive date? Because one of the things about Advent is that if you are preparing for the arrival, second coming of Jesus, you don't know when that is. Right. So right? how do you count? And down? again, so I I look at that and I look at the story and I go, yeah, but particularly if you're looking at that in a cosmic sense, um, of course, how can you possibly know when? But you still need to be prepared. But the scale of that, I think, is challenging. So I go, um, I need to be prepared for me meeting Jesus again. And I don't know when that, again, I don't know when that's going to be. I mean, I could walk out the door right now and get hit by a truck. I don't know. None of us know when None our of us know. time is up. But that's, that's, I mean, that's uh, Ecclesiastes, right? Um, we, we, there's time for everything. We don't know what time is, you know, our yeah. time, right? Um uh, imagine how imagine how your life would be if you did know 
we all had a best before date? Yeah. Would that be a good thing or a bad thing? Well, there's a movie about that. I haven't seen it, but someone was, maybe it was you telling me about this movie that everyone's got like a watch or something and it says on it how it much time you have time. left yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's counting down and then you can you can buy, buy credits and, or yeah. buy more time or yeah. or your penalty for crimes is you get time taken off of your yeah. it's a neat concept. It's not. I think it's horrifying. I don't want to know. Well, I would, it, would, thing, it would be right? a terrible way to live. I'm saying it's a neat idea for a film but think about, because yeah. our relationship with not knowing how much time we have but left if it were real, is so think, If you knew when you were going to die, think about how hard that would be on the time between now and then. Oh, yeah. Right? But it would be if, terrible so, to know. So it's not, about, it's not about knowing exactly when. It's about being prepared for the eventuality of it happening. And how do you do that? Well, you don't do that by cramming in as much as you possibly can because you know when your expiry date is. You, <laughs> you do that by uh, living into the kind of life that Jesus eventually is going to teach us, right? Absolutely. Um, and, uh, and to live. Um, and I think that's when, when Jesus talks about, you know, be ready. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and there's there's uh, there's a story about um, being ready for the bridegroom, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. To come, right? Everyone stays awake, and and everyone makes sure their lamp is lit, and you know has the oil in your lamp. Keep oil in your lamp, um, all that kind of thing. Um, I think I think there's, I, I I think the importance of that isn't about, um, uh, isn't about making sure you get certain things done. Or that you achieve certain goals before your time is done. I think the importance of that is more in the context of like your your thing about if there's a nanny cam. Mm, how are you living in each moment? So are you living in this moment in a way that is um, it that is life giving to you and to others, or are you simply kind of trying to cram in as much as you can so that it'll look good when you get to judgment? I actually had somebody. Uh, Somebody sent, sent me a book. Every now and then somebody sends me a book. Uh, I should say that differently. Every now and then I get books sent to me by people who don't identify themselves. Oh, really? Yeah. They just arrived. Uh, they just arrived. Okay. And I got one today. And um, the premise to it is basically one day you will stand before God hmm. for judgment. Hmm. And you'd best be ready. <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing and i think what wh- wh- what it sounds like the thief in the night parable uh, I, again uh, well i just i just yeah i i just kind of think um am i am i living the life that and this is the thing about this i always think this is the thing about living the way jesus teaches as opposed to for this world as opposed to constantly worrying about whether or not i'm going to get into the next one yeah. right or where i'm going next yeah Personally, I think we're all going to the same place because we all come from God. We all go to God um, because God's love and grace is for everyone. And so... Yeah, couldn't we, agree more. No I've, sidebar into... Uh, we won't do the yeah. sidebar into there is no hell. Um, but but um, the thing but is... quick plug, if you're interested in any of those topics, we've, <laughs> we've covered them before. We've about that Oh my goodness, we've covered them before. Um, so, so one of the things about preparing for Christmas or, or the, the time of preparation for Jesus coming, whether we're celebrating the past one in the moment or the future, is, is about um, living a life that is life-giving in this life, not constantly worrying about where you're going to go next and are you meeting the minimum requirements to get there. Yeah. 
it's so applicable to Christmas and to this season of Advent that's coming up because think about like fast forward to the first week of January or think about the beginning of the calendar year, not the church year, but our calendar year from past years through your adult life. And for me, I think, you know, how you get into that uh, first couple days back to work after the Christmas holidays and you're responding to emails and everyone's, or people you bump into on the street or going back to school or whatever year it is, it is that you're kind of getting back into and everyone's asking, oh, how was your Christmas? And people almost never are actually asking, how was your day on December 25th? They're asking, how was Christmas? And Christmas was, wasn't just that day, it was the whole season of Christmas. So whether you took one or two days off work or you had a couple weeks of holidays or you started putting up your your blow-up decorations mm. and your lights right after yeah, Remembrance okay, Day, ben, like, like some house. of us do who are very passionate about yeah, Christmas decorations. Yeah, I drove past your house last night, Ben. Pretty impressive, right? You can see your house from... I'm sure the space station can see your house. I think... When they go by. Like, various parts of Alberta kind of dim a little bit when I turn it on yeah. each night. But the point being that the Christmas season is what people are asking about when they say, how was your Christmas? And so if you spend the whole uh, season of Advent in bus a state of busyness uh, with the, the aim that I'm going to be ready so that... That one day is just going to be so epic. You're you're losing the potential joy to some degree, maybe, that you could be having throughout that whole season. And I think you could argue also that you're placing an inordinate amount of pressure on this one day to be perfect. Because that's Christmas. All the, all the rest of it is just preparing for that one mm -hmm. day. It's kind of an analogous to what you're saying about life, right? Like if it's all about what happens uh, at judgment or upon resurrection or upon the second coming or however you understand that, then it takes away from the emphasis being on all of those thousands yeah. of individual moments wow. that add up to be your life. There's because, also... well, none of that matters. It's just what happens at the end. Yeah. Yeah, there's also well, there's there's also what whatever the criteria is, I guess. Um, like when somebody says, "Did you have a good Christmas?" Do they mean? Uh, actually, I I uh, back in the day when I was in school, when I was a kid, I had a teacher who um, was adamant that uh, he did not want to hear that one word that kids always ask each other at, when they get a test back. It's one word, and the word is what you get. What'd, what'd you get? Yeah. Be, he doesn't, and if you're going to ask each other anything after you get a test back, ask what did you learn? Huh. Not what was your mark, but what did you learn? And I think that's when people ask about Christmas, I think sometimes they're asking about, like, did you have a big party? Did, what'd you get? What'd you get? Yeah. You know, um, and that kind of thing. And that's not what Christmas is about. And this so, is another so, podcast maybe, but that's not what Christmas is about. Yeah. Likewise, when Jesus says you should be ready, what does that mean? Like if you're going camping and somebody's picking you up, you know what it means to be ready. Yeah. You know what you need to take. You know all your gear and all that kind of stuff, right? Are you speaking from personal experience here, Robin? No, I don't camp. <laughs> um, but, um, but what does it take? To be ready to meet Jesus. Hmm. What, what, Whether it's the Jesus of the past, the yeah. Jesus of, uh, that's, that's uh, you know, um, 
what did I say last week in my blog? I said something about the Jesus who's sitting across the table from me having a coffee. I love that. Right? Um, or what does whether it mean to be prepared? Or, or whether it's the Jesus who says um, they're coming again. Yeah. And what exactly does that mean? Does that mean in the context of, you know, the, the bodily resurrection of all the dead? Or does it mean just with you personally? And, and what does a prepared person look like? Like you said, you know what it means to be yeah. prepared for an experience like going because on a trip or going camping or whatever. I'm telling you but, right now, how I'd understand being prepared to meet Jesus is the exact opposite of being prepared if someone's trying to break into your house. <sighs> mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be wanting to open the door and welcome Jesus in, um, but somebody trying to break into my house, I... Uh, I would not want to be welcoming them in because they're just going to take my stuff, right? Although, as I'm saying that, I'm also thinking um, of that uh, that book that we just read um, for our our, uh, one of our for our book group um, that's called um, "I Know Everyone's Welcome at the Table, But Do I Have to Sit Next to You?" Right? And one of the things she talks about that in that is knowing your enemy. And and how she defines enemy as well, but but um, knowing their story, getting to know their story, yeah. and so maybe maybe part of that preparedness for Jesus is being prepared to um, find out from a thief what their story is and why they they need to take your stuff. I don't know. I'm I I I'm I'm so desperately grasping at straws with that metaphor that it's just kind of um, I'm not really sure. I'm. Still not really sure. You're playing the devil's advocate with yourself. It sounds like a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but, but, uh, I, but I would say, I would say the, the thing about Advent is uh, that I think how we, we tend to live it, um, which is like opening a little door each day and getting the chocolate, um, is not what was intended. I think what the idea with Advent is is to prepare differently, to prepare to prepare for Christmas in in many ways, like like we would use Lent to prepare for Easter, right? Yeah, it's a time to Which be is... sort of looking at yourself and and wondering what's really meaningful and what's really valuable, mm-hmm. and and uh, sometimes um, removing some distractions. Yeah, and, and yeah. things finding that... if, instead of instead of living into the busyness of the season, maybe finding yeah. the time to have a little quiet or a little moment. That's not full of yeah, stuff. Reflection, and then yeah. we have so these these four Sundays of Advent of uh, hope, peace, joy, and love. Right, kind of help us divide that they, even though? further into some themes that uh, encourage reflection on certain aspects of that preparation journey. What do you sure. Say? Do they though? I think that's the that's the purpose. Well, see, I was I was thinking about how like I I struggle with that thing about the thief breaking into the house thing. And the idea that, you know, being prepared for the the whole second coming thing. Um, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before, but I, again, when I was a kid, driving to downtown Toronto, there was a sign that said, Christ is coming, call Jim with a phone number, right? <laughs> um, as if Jim knew. Yeah. And that's not what it was for, right? Jim had a church and, you know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, but... Uh, uh, I the thing is that stayed up all year. It wasn't up just at Christmas time. It stayed up all year for years. It was like a landmark, um, but um, it it just kind of uh, like I struggle with that whole second coming of Jesus thing, um, and 
with the idea that it's a cosmic event rather than a personal one. Um, I, you know, even the even the um, understanding of the apocalypse of the revelation as being the end times as being cosmic rather than personal. Yeah. Right. Um, but what I, was your okay? So you had you had some resistance to the hope, peace, joy, and love. Okay. So what, what's that all about? So I, I because I started with all of that kind of stuff. I'm kind of to me hope, peace, joy, love. Even the there are four Sundays of Advent thing um, is very much like the. Advent starts on the 1st of December and every day you get a chocolate. We compartmentalized Advent mm -hmm. into hope, peace, joy, and love. Except the thing about that is love is full of hope, peace, and joy. Um, we have hope for what? Well, we have hope for peace. What? Wait. No, that's the second Sunday. Wait. Mm -hmm. You can't talk about peace yet. That's the second Sunday. Um, except, of course, we've already started talking about peace, um, because the I think I think it's a Sunday that we have the passage from Isaiah about the peaceable kingdom. Um, so, like, we, the thing is, it's very easy. I guess what I'm saying is, it's very easy to to sort of break Advent down into its components. Hope, the, peace, joy, and love. The human brain wants to or categorize to, yeah, and, and to categorize label things. Everything. But and the spirit it doesn't always fit yeah, into those Yeah, and I just wonder if boxes. that's the best way to be prepared for Jesus. Hmm. Well, I think the best way to be prepared for Jesus is to remember the hope, peace, joy, and love all go together. Yeah. Um, and that um, it's not about... Um, your preparedness isn't like a surface... Um, like, do you have all the right gear? It's about what's in your heart, Right. And uh, how open is that to meeting Jesus? Um, and uh, and are you ready to be surprised by how Jesus might appear to you? That's a great way of putting it. Right? Um, it, because, you know, we, we hear the stories about Jesus coming in glory. Um, oh, man, there used to be a hymn that was um, uh, something about, lo, oh, lo, he comes with clouds descending. That was it. Um, Sounds like a good, a good old it's, one. It's a good classic barn burner. Um, and um, I, I just kind of think, really? Do you think? Maybe. And maybe. I, that's just it. I don't know. Um, I, I think I'm probably less prepared for that than I am prepared to find Jesus in, you know, bumping into some guy on the street. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, and And... Maybe that's something to ponder in Advent is what, uh, not just are we prepared to meet Jesus, but how might we think we're going to meet Jesus? Where might we meet Jesus? Are we open to meeting Jesus right now? Um, and, and, and how do we, uh, how do we understand that? How do we see, how do we see Jesus then? You know, it's very well, much like last week when I was talking about, um, um, the um, the difference between the sort of buddy Jesus and the Jesus, the King of Kings and mm. Lord of Lords and everything, right? Um, is is Advent a time for us to collectively look at the um, the universal, uh, the cosmic Christ, and how we might be prepared for that, or is it time to um, is it time for us to personally look at how we are individually and of course the answer is the kind of the answer that Jesus would always give I personally believe Jesus would always say I, I'm not an either or kind of person I'm an and and with kind of person 
you need both of those things, right? You, you need the big picture. You need the individual one. You need both of those, and 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 that's why that's why I think it's such a great thing. That's why I think Advent calendars that start on the first of December are just as important as Advent wreaths, where you have a candle each Sunday. That's why I think um, that's why I think going to yeah, that's why I think going to church is at, at Christmas. Um, if you're somebody who only goes to church at Christmas, um, good for you. I'm not going to harass you to come the rest of the time, but good for you. Because here's a moment where you're maybe not just individually engaging, you're communally engaging, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, are you ready for that? I think that's, a, that's the Advent part, right? Are you ready for that? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. The, the, another gospel story that kept popping into my mind as you were speaking there is, and I've, again, I'm hopeless at remembering where things come from in the Bible, but the just when Jesus says uh, something along the lines of when you fed that hungry person, that was me. When you clothed that person, that was me. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, right. It's you don't know when you're. If we if we lived as though um, Jesus was like Waldo, basically just in the crowd somewhere. He's mm-hmm. he's one of these random people. You're never going to know which person that you're interacting with or being rude to or listening to kindly and with love. Yeah. Um, you're never going to know which one of those people is Jesus. Just like as as a parent, you never know which little moment, which breakfast with your kids or which fight or which what, right. uh, board game or whichever okay. was going to be the defining moment that your child is going to be having therapy about when they're in their twenties. Like you don't know, you right. don't, which, so which ones so are the can... moments that count in other right. words. So, well, but having said that though, let me just categorically at this point, um, completely, uh, reveal my true feelings about Elf on the Shelf, uh, <laughs> which is evil. Um, it's, but, but it's the same that the principle of that, the thing that's wrong with that is that the principle of the Elf on the Shelf thing is that the elf is watching you. Right, it's yeah, like Santa, right? Um, he's checking its list. Uh, he's making a list and checking it twice. Santa's watching you when he knows when you've yeah. been bad or good. He's watching when you're in just sleeping. That's creepy. It's just creepy. Um, uh, but more importantly, it means you should only behave a certain way in order to be seen to be behaving that way. Right. And and, and the point of what you just said, the toy uh, the, you want. Yeah, the point of the the where it, it, Jesus kind of like where's Waldo? Where is he in the crowd? Jesus is always here. Is you should want to treat people that way, not exactly. because you're being watched and you're not going to get into the the pearly place um, mm-hmm. if you if you don't, but because you should want to live that way. Yeah, not because, because oh, that someone's in itself is life giving, not because you're being watched. Yeah, and and there's a thing about Advent is that. Um, being ready is about, I think, is about the things that you do because this is how you live, not the things that you should do because you're being watched. Yeah. To avoid a, a punishment or a judgment yeah. or a, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. If you're, in, in fact, I, I, I would almost kind of like to say, if you're living the way the adult Jesus teaches you, you are always prepared for the arrival of the baby Jesus. Hmm. Right? Hmm. I love that. That's a great one. Let's end it there. That's a great place to wrap it up for today, I think. Um, and we've all got lots to do, so we don't want to take up yeah. too much of everyone's yeah. time today. 
<laughs> we're, we're, we're all Miami busy. Ben. Well, thanks for this, Robin. That was fun. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time, Ben. Always. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening this week. Hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope to catch you again next week on the Six Ways from Sunday podcast. Take care and be well.